Welcome to Crypto and Grill. Okay, welcome back, everyone. It's another episode of your favorite crypto and grill. Um, I'm here with Stig of the Pump, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's another exciting day in the crypto world. We've got an amazing guest today here. Um, Stig, I'm going to let you introduce this guest today because you never get that honor. Great to have Mr. Crypto Chris Dworkin say hello to our guest, Mr. Dworkin. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Glad to be here. Yeah, so uh, no, really, really grateful that you've uh, you've graced us with your presence today. So, uh, you are a mining aficionado, a mining expert. Uh, we wanted to uh, kick off the episode with a bit of an introduction to who you are, um, what your background is, uh, how you stumbled across crypto, that kind of stuff. And um, I think what we've tried to do in previous episodes is explore crypto at its most basic and start at the beginning and then take people on that journey and we'll get more and more complex as we go um, and uh, hopefully we'll keep people uh, with us. I think we, we had a go at um, talking about uh, what mining is and how it works and proof of work. Um, we probably butchered it. Uh, we probably did a very bad job. So if you could save us and make it look a bit better, that would be amazing. Um, and there's just one final thing for you to know before we start, actually. We always um, we always ask our guests uh, a very, very important question. We've taken it upon ourselves to find out an answer to this question. And so far, it's always been no. Crypto Chris Walken, officially, once and finally, are you Satoshi Nakamoto? No, I'm not. God Sorry. damn it. The search okay. goes on. The search okay. goes on. Shit. Okay. We will we'll get there one day, I hope. I hope. So, um, yeah, look, if you could give us, uh, if you could start by giving us an overview of, uh, of yourself, a um, bit more information about who you are, your background, and we'll go from there. Basically anything to stop him from talking so much. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. All right. Yeah. So right now I'm currently in IT in the Navy, uh, active duty. So I'm splitting time between that and crypto. Um, I actually started with computers back in like 1998. I built my first computer. So mining was kind of just an easy day for me. Uh, what got me into the space actually was video games uh, back in 2011. So it's kind of funny. I, most people I talk to, they either got in because of video games or drugs. So being <laughs> active duty military, I was, uh, I was the latter. I was video games. Uh, so what actually got me in was a, a buddy of mine that was actually on a boat with me. Um, he started actually mining Bitcoin in like 2010. And uh, he told me about it, and I didn't think anything of it at the time. It was like 10 cents. No one was really using it, whatever. So uh, 2011 came around, and we were actually playing World of Warcraft. And I noticed that his armor was a lot better than mine, and we always played together. I'm like, dude, what's going on? So he told me about the fact that he was, uh, he was selling the Bitcoin that he was mining to uh, Chinese servers, and he was buying World of Warcraft armor with it. So that's what actually got me in. I started using my uh, my gaming computer when we had downtime. We weren't playing. I was mining Bitcoin, 
And then I was doing the same thing. I started selling that off. We did the same thing in 2012 with Diablo. And then uh, Blizzard kind of caught on. So in 2013, that's when I started just mining itself. I built a couple of six-card rigs. Um, and then 2014 rolled around, and I decided to start trading. And I moved all my Bitcoin to Mount Gox, and, and I got goxed. Ooh. And I uh, lost it oh. all. Yeah. So I basically. But are you, got, uh, so are you going to get it back then? Because a lot of people, we, this, this isn't a topic that we've brushed on um, actually in previous episodes. We've talked about Mount Gox. And I love the fact that Mount Gox as an acronym stands for Magic the Gathering Online Exchange. And you can't get nerdier than that, can you really? It's brilliant. Um, but you're, um, so, so there's, a, there's the ongoing case at the moment. Is there any chance of you perhaps getting some of those coins back? Uh, I've been looking into it. I actually found the link the other day to try to put all my information in, but I think they're still like doing accreditors or, or like the accredited investors first yeah. okay. before they go to the little guys like us. Okay. Shit. But it's amazing to actually learn about what one of those first real like markets were back in that time that was driving sort of demand for Bitcoin. It's really, really interesting. But then also, I think you are our first guest that we've had that's openly admitted that they got goxed. <laughs> I hope you get it all back. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, with that. hopefully. So where yeah. do so so how like, do you recover from that? Where do you go from from the Gox uh, situation? You presumably lost uh, quite a bit that you were sto- storing on there. Do you just continue mining or, or rebuy? Uh, no, I got out at the time. I was done. I was so upset. Um, I basically got out until 2016, and then uh, my same friend that got me in before uh, started talking to me about Ethereum. So I ended up actually started mining Ethereum back in uh, January of 16, and then that's what uh, that's what got me back in. Amazing! Sounds like you owe this guy a beer. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty <laughs> uh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's out of the navy. He he's rich, so he was smart and kept all his stuff off of exchanges. So lesson learned. <laughs> if you don't own your keys, you don't own the coins. Exactly. Okay, so that's really good um, in terms of uh, yourself background. Um, so so. Let's start at the beginning. So um, what is Bitcoin mining? If you could give us a breakdown of, of what it is, how it works and why it's important, mm-hmm. that would be that would be really useful because I think we tried to talk about the block reward um, and the transactions, um, the, the security of the transactions and uh, verification of those. Um, if you could shed some more expert, expert light onto mm-hmm. that, that would be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so you, you kind of touched on it already, but right, it's network security. That's the biggest thing, right? So all these big companies, even the little guys, you're all putting your hashing power to network security. And basically that encompasses, uh, first off, so we'll just start with like, say someone wants to send Bitcoin, right? So that's a transaction. So everyone that's putting their hashing power towards the network, that hashing power is going to verify that transaction. Uh, once that transaction is verified, it's actually going to get bundled into a block. That's what your block is, right? It's a block of transactions. Uh, then once that block is verified, they're gonna you're going to select the most recent block, and then that new block is going to get inserted into that as a hash, right? That's where hash rate, all that stuff comes from. So then basically everyone's going to start hashing at the newest block, right? Mathematical equation, and then they're going to solve that problem. And then once the solution's found, that block reward is taken, it's added to the local blockchain on the network, and it's sent off. 
That's okay. like the easiest way I can break it down. <laughs> okay. So, for, so there's a couple of things. That, so hashing. So when you talk about hashing, um, am I right in saying that's the activity where people are contributing all of this um, computing power to solve what's called a cryptographic puzzle or some sort, sort of cryptographic puzzle within the Bitcoin network, uh, Bitcoin software? Is that is that what you're referring to? Yes, exactly. Right. So that can be ASICs. That can be GPUs. That can be whatever they got little usb ones that you can use so hold on there cowboy a6 and gpus <laughs> what, what is this <laughs> so my next question um what is a gpu what is a rig what is an a6 so we'll come on to that shortly but um so so you've so it sounds like so i think you've covered block rewards so if you solve that puzzle um the way that we've spoken about it previously is that a number of transactions get sent so i sent some money to you and, and loads of other people have done the same thing to, uh, you know they've, they've sent money to one another and that transaction block or bucket is full um and therefore, it needs to be closed and sealed and another one open so you can continue. And the process of doing that is that's the hashing um, activity that goes on. You solve that puzzle, link one block to another. Um, and then whoever solves that puzzle, is it one miner who solves that puzzle gets the reward? No, it gets it gets shared out. It's it's based on the amount of shares that you put towards that block reward. Right. So, of course, you know, he who hashes highest gets the most reward. But it gets it gets shared out what sort of ratio does it get shared out then well like, like I said, 100 people get it a thousand people get it 10 people get it every everyone who was on that block because yeah because from, from an outsider's perspective i always wondered whether it was one lucky person gets that 50 bitcoin 25 bitcoin um, no, so and... if you're if you're solo mining then yes you're the only person that's going towards that reward but especially when it comes to bitcoin like you can't solo mine anymore and you got to be in a pool Okay. So, and what and how does a mining pool work then? Uh, so basically, everyone's connected to one shared pool, um, and you're all you're all hashing towards the same block at the same time, and it's kind of split, right? So on a mining pool, if there's a lot of people hashing at it, your your rewards will be smaller, but your blocks will be solved quicker. So you kind of want to find a balance in between. I see. So you basically want to join a medium-sized pool because the rewards will be in the middle. So if you're in a if you're in a massive pool, the likelihood is you're going to get more rewards, but they're going to be lower regularly. Whereas if you're in a smaller pool, you're going to get less rewards, but they may be bigger. So it's finding that balance between the two. Yes, exactly. Okay. And is I there... feel like I've just learned a real fundamental which I did not understand. <laughs> <laughs> Every day is a school day. Um, so what about um, so what about if you don't solve the reward? So if you're not part of a pool um, or an entity that doesn't solve the reward, is there any uh, reward for everybody else? So say um, say a thousand people uh, in total. I know it's much bigger than this, but say a thousand people are uh, mining the Bitcoin network. A um, hundred people are in a pool, and that hundred people get the reward. What happens to the other 900? Because they've been verifying the network along the way. Is there a secondary payment for securing the network work and uh, and verifying transactions, or is there nothing at all? Well, they're they're still getting part of that block reward. It's just a much smaller piece. Okay, okay, fine. So it's not just one uh, one pool and one entity that shares it. Um, it's sort of yeah. everybody that's contributing. Okay, hadn't understood that before. Makes more sense. So I, I've got an immediate question, which is, uh, so now that I've learned some of the basics of how, how mining actually works, 
what do I need to actually get involved? Can I start like can I start mining on my Mac? Can I start using my phone to mine? How does it actually how do I what do I need to get in? Well, so it all depends, right? So I am part of Honey Miner. So you could use a okay, laptop cool. or uh, you know, we're releasing Mac soon, we're pushing. Everybody wants freaking Mac. That's like the number one question. So you'll be <laughs> able to test it on your Mac. We're actually kind of excited about that one. But I mean, it it depends, right? You can start off with a gaming computer. You can go full on rig. You can spend thousands on ASICs. Like it, it really depends on your budget and how big you want to go. So I've heard a few a few times uh, referenced this uh, this honey miner concept. I don't know that much about it myself. Do you want to uh, take us through that? You say you're are you one of the founders, or are you just contribute the mining uh, mining capacity towards it? Uh, no, I'm actually the community manager for Honeyminer. Okay. Ah, okay. Cool. So, yeah. so wait, are you the honey, are you the honey badger? No. <laughs> the honey badger. <laughs> the honey pot. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so talk us through Honeyminer. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, we're we're trying to push adoption. We're trying to get people into mining, right? So as it's as easy as form. It's a, it's a one-click mining solution. You download it and go. You can install it on your laptop, your regular PC, a gaming computer, all the way up to a mining rig. And it basically it has a built-in profit switcher. So it'll mine what's most profitable to your setup, and then you get paid out in Bitcoin. That's so that's our that's our current form right now. We've we've got a lot more planned. We're gonna have other coins you get paid out in, being able to pick your coin. So. So at the moment, so the moment you could point it to mining across any, or I'm assuming a limited number of uh, tokens or coins that are currently available. But at the moment, all of those are converted into Bitcoin. Yes. Yeah. Your current current payouts are in Bitcoin. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So and what kind of um, so what kind of computing, I guess computing capacity do you need to contribute? Is there a minimum to contribute um, to get a certain reward? Um, and and are you able to give us a scale of the rewards? Uh, is it kind of one dollar um, a week, or is it uh, much higher than that, depending on what you contribute? Well, so it depends, right? So if you're on just a laptop and you're CPU mining, I mean, at current market, you're probably looking at about ten cents a day which isn't much, but then you can up it to a single graphics card and then that'll take you to 40 cents. And then another graphics card, you're looking at close to a dollar. So it just depends. It Like I said, it depends on your budget, how much you want to spend. Okay, but either way, I guess it's uh, it's a great entry level um, introduction into mining, what it is, and how to um, how to learn and um, and earn as well. So, okay, great. So that's Honey Miner. Can I, can I intercede and ask a question? Of course you can. Just before you go off on one of your rampages. <laughs> um, the question I was going to ask is you've talked about ASIC and GPU. Could I just ask for clarification what is the difference between the two? Why are they important? And what should people be considering between the two? That was my question. All right. You stole it. <laughs> God damn <laughs> you. <laughs> All right. So a GPU is your easiest entry, and it's also the most flexible, right? So if you have a GPU, there's multiple coins, multiple algorithms that you can mine with a single GPU. And of course, it depends on the brand, right? Like AMD, most of it's Ethereum and Lyra 2, stuff like that, NVIDIA, other coins, Raven. But you have that choice. It's also a lot cheaper, a lot lower barrier to entry. Then you can jump on ASICs, which ASICs is just a chip that's built solely for one algorithm, and it's much more expensive, right? Like you can look at the, uh, I think the new Z9 that just came out, it's right around $4,500. And granted, its profitability is much higher, but at the same time with an ASIC, you have the problem to where a coin could fork, 
and become ASIC resistant or a better version of that ASIC comes out and now either your ROI is trashed or you have a very expensive paperweight. Okay, so within ASICs then, so ASICs um, for, I'm just going to show off here, this is application specific <laughs> integrated circuits. Um, so that's basically a, uh, a You piece just Googled of... that, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't give away my secrets. Um, so um, I'm just trying to pretend that I know stuff here. I'm trying to look cool. Um, so... ASICs are um, is, is effectively it's it does what it says in, in on the tin. It's a specific um, piece of equipment that you're you're supposed to use for mining purposes. Um, I always thought they were actually um, directed towards Bitcoin um, mining, uh, and ASICs was for for Bit, Bitcoin. But what you're saying is actually you can point them in, towards any other uh, project or certain projects that um, that accept them. Is that right? Yeah, so there's different ones. You've got them for SHA-256, which is Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, all that. You've got the L3s, which are Litecoin, other script coins. The Z9s are Equihash. There's there's one coming for ETHash. There's a lot. Sia Coin has one. So there's different algorithms, especially, well, they have to, of course, they have to be ASIC compliant for them to work. But Okay. Yeah. And and that same constraint then presumably isn't there with GPUs. They're a lot more flexible. Um, anything that's not SHA fifty six is uh, you can use a GPU on. Yeah, and it's profitable as long as you're not trying to get a coin that has a bunch of ASICs on it. Okay. So that's that's the other problem too is that uh, so we'll say Equihash right because the Z nines uh, Nvidia was killing it on Equihash and then it came out. And murdered it. It killed the GPU guys. So all the GPU guys had to move their hashing power elsewhere. Okay. Okay. So you're kind of in a constant battle then. I guess that's quite hard because if you've committed resources and time and set these things up, and then a bigger, better sort of piece of equipment comes along and uh, and just takes starts taking all the reward, then presumably your your reward's going to go down massively, and um, you need to start either looking elsewhere or accept that lower return uh, on your investment. Yep. Exactly. Okay, and is that so? Is how does that play out for you then, as a, as a sort of as a miner? Do you look at that strategy all the time? You're constantly switching coins, or do you pick a few uh, projects that you like, get in early, get some um, big rewards, and then do the same and, and keep moving so that before it becomes uh, attractive for ASICs miners to to turn up? Yeah, I'm more of the second one. So most of my rigs are still pointed at Ethereum Classic because it's it's been the most profitable for AMD for some time. But uh, I've got a couple other ones that are pointed at certain coins like uh, BitTube. BitTube's been going off pretty hard right now for mining. Uh, Loki, Ryu, like I, I try to get in these coins early and build them up. And then once people start talking about them, then I pull off because then everyone else is going to start mining them and it's going to become the difficulty is going to raise and then i i move on to something else so that so that's interesting so from a mining perspective you you actually want to be finding things because i immediately think oh well you mine something and you mine something and you get a reward and you sell it at that price but actually what you're really doing is mining mining is an investment if you get in early and start mining something early then you can uh sell it for a far higher return once it goes up in price yeah, exactly. And that's why like I don't I don't waste my hashing power on coins that I think are total crap. But like I'll just <laughs> like for for one example, like Loki, I've been mining it for a while and I think it's up 200% right now. Yeah. From when I started talking about it. So that's the big thing and the market cap is still low. So they're they're hard to find. They don't always pop. But I mean, if you just mine a bunch of it in the beginning and then sit on it in your wallet and wait, I mean, all you need is yeah. for one to pop off and it pays for all your mining rigs. Yeah, I see. 
so you can you can either mine something just for the sake of mining it and it you can mine bitcoin for just the sake of mining it it may not do anything over the course of the next year but you can mine loki and loki could go up 10x and therefore everything you mined goes up 10x reposed to nothing basically yeah spec spec mining is difficult and it it's it's a harder entry for people that aren't deep into mining because yeah. you do have to set up their wallet and you have to basically use a a miner that might not be uh normally used and set up your graphics cards and it's it's a lot more difficult so that's also why i make sure that the coin might actually pop so i'm not wasting my time okay and so i've got a question about actually the rigs and um and i guess the um um efficiency of it because an e easy thing so one of the things that we always try and do in every episode is just throw some um uh, some some things that no coiners say some things that people who don't know about crypto or bitcoin mm -hmm. and they say just to just just to sort of uh, throw you off so here's one of them bitcoin wastes energy is there a an easier response that we can give to that and say actually no it's about securing the network etc etc well yeah not just that i mean yeah it is about network security but most of your big companies they're running off of solar power they're running off of hydro power they're they're not only trying to do things that are cutting their costs, but they are trying to do things that are more green and for the environment. And plus, these these ASIC machines are much more efficient than they used to be when ASICs first came out. And they're actually more efficient power-wise than GPU rigs. So that is the one plus on ASICs. I've got I've got a little I've got a little pet project on this particular point actually, which is could you send a satellite into space with loads of mining rigs on it and solar solar power it from there? Okay, Elon Musk. Yeah, <laughs> that's my that's my next uh, that's my next project. So I actually talked about that on on Twitter a while back. The uh, the Tesla trucks, the semis. Yeah. If you loaded them up with a bunch of mining rigs and powered them off the battery cells on the Tesla truck, you'd have a mobile. They mining pay for rig. themselves, and they yeah. pay for themselves. Yep. You and I should have an offline conversation about we should. this. Should <laughs> the, cir the circular economy is here. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> love it yeah you can leave now by the way thanks yeah no i'm yeah, out you guys carry on you guys carry on um no you guys cool you, you sound cool with your uh, your your nerdy mining chat um but speaking of which actually um i was just what how do people react when you say that you're a bitcoin miner or a crypto miner uh most people ask what the heck that is yeah because i mean i i don't i don't have many people in the real world that i can talk to about this i have like one guy that i can work that i work with that knows yeah. about it because i actually I actually taught him how to mine. He has like a little uh, gaming PC with two cards, and he set it up and thought it was cool, but he, he doesn't really do much more than that. But yeah, there's not really many people in my life that know right, that, this that, side. That's an issue that I uh, reoccurringly come back to, and this is why I've still got him around, because <laughs> no, no one else gets it, and no one else really really wants to get it at the moment, so I've just got one friend. Yeah, it's yeah. a cult. It's, everyone tells you you're in a cult. You're, you've been brainwashed. But uh, yeah, no, it was interesting, because I met a girl recently on Tinder, um, and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> And um, and she said she was into crypto. We got talking about it. She said she was into crypto. So, you know, we were arranging a meetup. So let's just grab some drinks. Um, but when she said she was into crypto, I suddenly panicked. I said, look, can you send me a picture of your ID? And she's like, why? I said, well, I want to check you're not a miner. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> if I could hang up, I would. <laughs> That's the greatest crypto joke ever. Like this concludes um, crypto and grill. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been stick of the pump. See you next week. 
Yeah, you'll be doing it on your own, I think, next week uh, after the <laughs> feedback we get for this one. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah. Working on a weekend. All week, all week. I've been practicing that one. Um, so um, I've got an interesting um, sort of overlap one a question for you here. You said your you know, background and the way you got into this was video games. Do you have any views or opinions on the role of crypto um, distributed ledger technology blockchain in video games? Um, because it seems to me, and i just give you my view on it, um, that films like um, Ready Player One really prove um, or showcase the fact that actually crypto is a really good way of demonstrating immutable records, um, assets that you can share between games, um, skins, rewards, swords. You know, you talked about swords and, and upgrades. If you can take that upgrade from one game into another game uh, and prove that you're the only owner of that, um, that might open up quite a new uh, dimension of gaming. Um, do you have any any views on that? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think gaming is a huge untapped market that they haven't jumped in. And not only that, but like you think about all the uh, like the game transactions and all the game packs and like everything on the PlayStation Network and Xbox Live, like buying all that in crypto too. Like I don't like that's that'd be huge. I think like I, I I'm so glad that you mentioned it earlier because I was obsessed obsessed with Diablo as a kid, and. I keep on referring back to like crypto and gaming and the, and the parallels that the, and the things that that could have done. It would have been immense, um, but I'm too late for it now and I just don't have time. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be a space that's really going to emerge over the next couple of years. I don't know anyone any I don't have not heard of anyone that's really working on it um, on these. There, uh, is, I'm the, there, there is one big I can't remember who it is. There is one big network that is looking at it really really hard around. Well, there's Engine, there's Wax. Those are like yeah. the main two that I know of. They're trying to implement blockchain in video games. I think Engine was the one that I was thinking of. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, so um, how can cool. someone get started in mining? What's the what's the best way to do it? Because um, I think it sounds from what you said earlier that Bitcoin mining, we might be a bit too late for unless we join a pool. But um, I've read online that you should also avoid um, <clears throat> these cloud cloud mining pools um, because they can be a bit scammy and you don't really know where all of that's going to. Um, but um, so it sounds like Honeymine is doing a, a good job of kind of breaking that down and getting a bit more trust back into the system on that side of it. Um, what about um, yeah, the newbie? How much kind of money do they need to put up front and do they need to relocate to Iceland? Um, or, or can you <laughs> can you mine from wherever you are? How does it how does it all work? Alright, so yeah, you don't you don't need a lot of money to start off with to get into mining. Um, and also like unless you have extremely expensive kilowatt per hour prices then you're not going to kill your electric bill with, you know, a six-card rig, something like that. But, uh, I mean, you can basically start easy. You can start with a single card and the entire setup with, a, like, a wood frame, which I, I did do a, a build guide on that. It would probably cost you maybe 400 bucks, And you can start mining on a single card. And, and then so how, you can... Sorry, immediate question. How quickly will it take for me to make my 400 bucks back? Yeah, and uh, so I'll just be honest. In in current market, you're probably looking at over a year, right okay. now. Okay. Like I said, unless unless you dig deep and you start spec mining, and one of those spec mine coins pop off, then you'll pay your rig off. Fine, gotcha. Okay. I mean, even to be yeah, fair, so, even even that's not a bad investment. You know, yeah, four hundred dollar upfront investment. You've paid it off within a year, and if if that asset can carry on for another two or three years, that's not bad at all. 
Yeah, exactly and... how I look at my relationship with Dante's here. <laughs> um, and my one disclaimer. Kind of off. My Your one, one disclaimer. disclaimer is you will get bit by the bug because I've seen it in my mining group every day that a guy will start with one or two cards and then he's ordering four more and now he's got a 12-card rig and now he's building a second rig. So it's, I warn you, it's addictive, but I love it. That's, yeah, I mean, we found that since, uh, so we've been in the space, I uh, kind of you know, found out about crypto about four years ago, um, only really got in, truly got in last year, um, and um, and yeah, fully down the rabbit hole, all kinds of avenues, all kinds of um, stuff that we're into at the moment, including the podcast. Um, but every every corner I turn, every time I find something new out, it just, it gets deeper and deeper. So mining's the one thing that I haven't looked into yet. And it's, I think the, the thing that puts me off is the upfront cost and the ongoing electricity and, and kind of maintenance side, um, which you probably do need a bit more technical um, effort to, to put in to get some, some rewards from it. But you said you've already done a video or some kind of guide. Um, because maybe we can link to that in the show notes. That would be good. Yeah, I have, a, I have a couple of build guides I've done on Will Reports. I think I've got four of them right now. They okay. range from like 500 bucks to like two grand. Okay. Nice. Okay. I've got... I've got an immediate question, which I'm keen to intercede with uh, this mining chat uh, before we kind of start heading towards our close off. So one of the things that we like to do with all of our guests, I'm sure you'll know from listening to every single one of our episodes or basically <laughs> just listening, listening to Edmund here go on and on and on. Um, <laughs> is that we like to speak to our guests about what they like to do to keep themselves happy during this horrendous bear market that seems to be going on for eternity. And in that, what people like to barbecue or stick on the grill, put another shrimp on the barbie, as BitLord told us to do. <laughs> uh, so what what we want to ask you is, how do you keep yourself happy and well-fed during, the, during this crypto winter that we're in? Well, if I'm going to throw something on the grill, it's going to be a ribeye. That's my, that's my go-to steak. That's a man's steak. <laughs> <laughs> Strong. I think that was yours as well, wasn't it? Man, yeah, man after my own heart. We should definitely have a longer conversation. Yeah, right. Excellent. <laughs> Match made in heaven. I like it. Um, and and so how do you uh, so to to sort of bring us to a towards a close here? What are your views on on mining in general, and and I guess the broader space of crypto in the next um, two to five years, um, if further, if you can see, uh, if you think you can see further than that. But uh, yeah, we always uh, it's always good to get people's views, and uh, some people are a bit more optimistic than others. Um, uh, yeah, happy to for you to take the lead and uh, go wherever you want with that one. Yeah, so I definitely don't see mining going anywhere right now. Um, the other thing, too, is like current mining rigs, you'll probably have a, uh, a few more years on them, uh, especially like four gig cards, which I've told people um, like four gig cards will still last you till probably 2021 before the DAG file gets too large. But other than that, like way further out, like I see us being able to mine off of gaming consoles, uh, smart appliances right i think there's if there was a like an android app or something that you can install onto a smart tv or a smart fridge or something like that and be able to mine with the electricity of your just running appliance all day that's another thing like and i know i've i've heard people talking about it you've got samsung you've got ibm you've got all these big corporations that are starting to plan out their chips for mining 
Like, I, mining's not going anywhere. The hash rate's higher than it's ever been. There's more ASICs coming out, so... Okay. So you yeah, think so, so it's a great time to start learning in the space and uh, yeah, take some of those first steps, download Honeyminer and, and get your own sort of uh, wooden rig and, and, and start going with that is, uh, is your advice by the sounds of it. Yes. Cool. And it's, you're right, it is quite a scary space because if you, if you start to take a futurist view of, of the world and how it's all going to pan out, well, if crypto isn't going anywhere, then miner isn't, mining isn't going anywhere. Um, but as we move towards a more connected um, ecosystem and all the infrastructure starts to talk to each other, you need, I think you can already have your fridge which detects what's inside it and can then reorder your goods from Amazon or, or, or Whole Foods or wherever. So if everything's connected and talking and always online, then it makes sense, as you say, to make use of that latent um, capacity in the network, the, any, any GPUs and, um, and circuits that aren't getting used um, for other things things and um, I think that's that's one of the things that uh, we, we didn't quite get there in our conversation with Pomp but he um, he talks about tokenizing the world and I think if you're in an environment where everything's connected and uh, contributing to some kind of mining then you could always be earning money um, and there's a concept that myself and Stig actually wanted to uh, get into in a bit more detail um, at some point but you know is there a way of using all of these things that we use in our day-to-day lives together having them all connected to actually just pay you a basic minimum wage um, so you know just by living just by being there using your fridge using a kettle watching TV actually you end up with perhaps ten dollars a day or even less you know five five ten dollars a day um, which for some people is a lot of money um, you know that could pay their um, pay a lot of uh, a lot of bills and uh, and cover a lot of costs so um, yeah if you take it down that route it, it gets quite scary but I think it's a fascinating space that we're starting to move into at the moment yeah I definitely think there's more ways especially if you look at like uh, BitTube right BitTube pays you for watching videos so if there was something like that for a Netflix which how many hours and hours people watch Netflix. If you were getting paid in crypto while you're watching Netflix, like that'd be huge. I had no idea about this BitTube. What, so so uh, spend a moment just talking about that. Yeah, so BitTube, which is another proof of work coin that I've, I've mined some, but basically it's the crypto version of YouTube. So people can upload their videos onto BitTube and however many views and how long their videos are watched, they get paid in BitTube. You get paid in BitTube for watching the videos. So Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I like it. So, yeah, the innovation is uh, is really rife um, across this space. I had no idea about that one. Um, okay, so before we close off, is there any uh, tips you ha- you'd have to uh, budding young miners out there to try and um, educate themselves in the space? Any videos, any articles, any books uh, that you'd recommend? Or is it a case of just kind of getting your hands dirty and making a few mistakes and, and trying to figure it out as you go along? Yeah, so you definitely want to do your own research, just like with investing in crypto itself. So personally, I do have a bunch of articles on the whale reports. I also have my uh, my Telegram channel, Proof of Walking. There's a bunch of us that are there to help get you through it. But uh, if you want to go on the route by yourself, uh, I would definitely say to be careful when you're buying used equipment. I know the prices uh, are enticing, but you can end up buying some real crap. Um, I normally the only thing that I buy used is GPUs. Everything else I'll buy new. Uh, and some good sites, of course, to go through Newegg, Amazon, stuff like that. Um, stuff outside of me, uh, there's a really good site called firstminingrig.com. 
they have a lot of information from basic builds all the way to overclocking, BIOS flashing, everything. So okay. just don't rush it. That's all I can say. I've had people I've had people message me. I've set them up with the rig, stuff like that, and then they'll go quiet, and they'll come back and be like, hey, I just bricked all my GPUs, and I can't access any of them. Help. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Okay. So take it slow. And and um, um, once they've got their rig set up, do you have any? What about recommendations around what to actually mine? Which coin should? Is it the same same exercise there? Just go ahead and um, do some research, um, or just pick one of the sort of top twenty in Binance and uh, and go for that. What are your thoughts on choosing a coin? Uh, so the easiest way to start is just to go to uh, whattomine.com and you can plug in what GPUs you have and just calculate and it'll give you the most profitable coins. Okay. So that way you can at least start there, start mining, and then from there you can start digging into some spec plays. Cool. And one final question. How much do you think, in terms of sort of investment and size of equipment, would you need to invest to never have to work again just to make a, a full-time living from mining? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, I would probably say, yeesh, probably around ten thousand dollars, maybe a little bit more, to really get going. And then once you start reeling your profits in, I mean, it it all depends on what your standard of living is. That's yeah. that's the that's the bigger thing. So you could probably invest twenty grand into mining rigs, and live off of that, depending on you know if you don't want to be rich. But the market will turn around, so hopefully one day we all are right. I get, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I guess your, um, I guess your point's valid. You know, it's, um, you know, okay, whatever capex or whatever um, upfront investment you put into it, you, you're ultimately mining coins. It depends whether you sell those coins immediately or whether you, um, whether you want to speculate and just hold them until perhaps they, uh, they start to see a massive rise in, in the next bull run, which fingers crossed is coming any day now. That'd be great if any day. Yeah, right. Q4. Up. Yeah. Q4. Yeah. We've been saying that since uh, Q1, right? So <laughs> any day now. But yeah, it's a serious point. So um, yeah, get the um, get the miners, uh, get your strategy up front, um, put some investment into it, um, invest your time as well. And um, and you know, I think the way I look at it is, it should be. Uh, it's not something necessarily that that will um, completely change uh, lives, but it, it's it could be quite a nice um, secondary income, uh, quite a nice way just to have something that's at your home, um, you know, consuming a bit of electricity and uh, and GPU power as as it goes along. But it should be able to some something that you maybe pays for your Christmas or your your holiday throughout the year uh, if you're exactly. running. So cool, awesome. Um, any other comments before we finish? Uh, no, just uh, thanks for having me on. This is actually my first. Uh outside the u.s podcast so there you Amazing. go <laughs> well we are fully available globally uh internationally i think uh we've got listeners as far away as australia and we've had one in brazil at the moment so um we are we are slowly getting there uh, average listener base is about between six and seven uh for every episode so that's mainly me stig our, our families and the guest so so we're doing well we're doing well but no look on a serious note thank you so much uh, for your time really appreciate it some valuable insights there um and what we'll try and do is link some uh, some of these uh, websites um and uh, some of your articles in the show notes uh, and on the on the podcast uh, um, twitter page as well um so thank you very much it's been a, it's been an honor if you're listening to this you are the resistance